0: Welcome back to the Healthy Diabetic Podcast, a place to feel educated and supported while identifying what will work for you. As always, before we get started, please remember that nothing that you hear on this podcast should be considered medical advice or otherwise. Please always consult your medical team before making any changes to your diabetes management. Okay, now that we have the intro out of the way, let's just jump right into this. Um, and actually, before we jump into it, couple things I want to remind you guys of. If you haven't checked out the previous episode, episode 127, um, I talk a lot about exercise. This is a topic that obviously is very important to me, being a strength coach and being in the fitness industry for so long of my, pretty much my entire career. Um, It's something for a diabetic that's very, very important. And not just the exercise piece, not just the thought process of exercising, But the thought process of understanding the reason why you are exercising, the benefits of it, and identifying what type of exercise is going to be best for you. I dive into all of that in the previous episode, episode 127. Um, Also, as a reminder, if you have any friends or family members that you feel would get a lot of value out of these episodes, please make sure that you're um, sharing the podcast with someone very special to you. Um, I know I've gotten a lot of um, words of of thank you, of wisdom uh, over the last couple weeks um, from people. So let, thank you so much to everyone that continues to listen to the podcast and be inspired. Um, that was the big reason why I wanted to start this podcast was to inspire all of us living with diabetes, whether it's type one or type two, to really go after the life that you deserve and we all deserve. And I really believe that the only way we can do that is by um, constant experimentation, constant understanding of our lifestyle, constant questions, um, constantly asking ourselves, why did something previously work or not work? Because with those questions, it helps us to identify what's ultimately going to work for us. And I've talked about it so much on this show. I've talked about it in speaking engagements. I've talked about it on social media. I talk about it all the time. As diabetics, we have one job. One job, and that's it. And that's to figure out what works for us. and whatever way that is. I don't care how that is that works for you. I don't care how you figure that out. You have to figure out what's going to work for you. And the uh, difficulty of that, and sometimes I feel like I make it sound very easy, and I know it's not. But the difficulty in trying to figure out what works for you is depending on where you are in your life, whether you're a young kid, whether you're a caregiver, trying to teach a young kid how to manage their diabetes, or whether you're an adult. It doesn't matter Um, because each stage of our life, things are going to change. Our hormones always change. Um, Our caloric needs change. Our uh, lifestyle changes, going from having children or not having children, like going from being in a a relationship to not being in a relationship, to being married, not married, like uh, all these things uh, affect our blood sugar. And we have to understand that piece. And while we're figuring out what works for us, understand the signs when something isn't working And that's why it's important also to make sure that we are constantly asking ourselves why. Okay. Now that I just went on that big rant, make sure that you are, uh, please make sure that you are sharing the podcast. Um, I've really come to the conclusion over the past uh, shoot, like six months that this podcast is really something that uh, people are enjoying and I'm really glad about that. So please share the podcast with someone. Please make sure you go on and uh, follow the show on Instagram and TikTok. Um, there's a, a a page on Facebook called Simplifying Life Diabetes that uh, I put a lot of diabetes content on as well. It's my business page on uh, on Facebook. And one last thing before we get started, um, I, I need to make a shout out to this amazing couple. Um, over the weekend, over last weekend, I had the opportunity a great opportunity to sit on a speaking panel with JDRF, my local chapter here in Columbus, Ohio. Um, We had a conversation. My topic was uh, about exercise, obviously, being a strength coach. But um, at the end of the five panelists, we had five panelists, all of different specialties, different um, thought processes with diabetes. Um, And with in that conversation at the end, we had a Q and a, a Q and a session and a lot of great questions came out, but this couple, um, asked a very interesting question and I won't get into their question because it's not super relevant to, uh, today's conversation, but I want to give them a shout out because their young daughter was just diagnosed about a month ago and, uh, they, are looking for information. And the first thing I said to them was uh, diagnosed a month ago is that I wanted them to give themselves grace because they're doing an incredible job. If there's someone that you know that's been recently diagnosed with diabetes, maybe they're struggling, maybe they're not struggling, whatever, reach out to that individual and give them Give them a pat on the back. Give them grace. Tell them that they're they're doing an amazing job because this couple, they're doing such an amazing job. All of us who are just diagnosed, all of us that are going through that whole process, um, even if it's out a year, like it doesn't matter. You are doing an amazing, amazing job and don't lose sight of that. So I want to give a shout out to this couple. I won't say what their name is for privacy purposes, obviously, but Um, I wanted to give a shout out to them. So if you're listening, you guys, you guys are doing an incredible job and uh, you're in my thoughts. Okay, let's get into today's episode. So today I thought it be, I thought it be pertinent um, from my conversation at at this, with this JDRF summit um, on this panel that uh, I really wanted to dive back into the thought process of um, pump therapy using technology versus um, MDI or manual therapy. And I wanted to give you guys my thoughts on both of these concepts. And if you've been listening to this show for a long time, you probably know what I'm about to say, but that's okay, because maybe you haven't heard something I'm about to say, because sometimes I change my mind. Anyways, so let's talk about the thought process of MDI versus therapy, right? Because MDI, we're taking shots or using pens, maybe using, you're using an end pen. To me, that's MDI. You're not using a pump. And uh, with this, it's an important thing to understand that what works for you is what you should be doing. So if you have someone in the back of your ear, your doctor, someone maybe in your family that's on a pump, Or maybe it's a sibling or whoever it is that's telling you you have to go on a pump. The one thing with a pump, you are going to be really, really successful with a pump if you are mentally ready to do that. If you are not mentally ready to do that, then maybe a pump is not the right decision for you. You have to be mentally ready to introduce these new things to your management style. Now, let me rephrase or let me say let me say this. Being not ready because you're first diagnosed, maybe your first first you've been first diagnosed, or maybe you're a young kid and you're just nervous about showing uh, off your diabetes. That's okay. But if you're in this thought process of like oh, I don't need to do that, I'm 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 good, but then your numbers aren't in the right space. your numbers aren't where you want them to be. Maybe your numbers aren't where your medical team needs them to be would like them to be. That might be a different story. If you being on MDI or heck even if you being on a pump isn't working for you, I am a firm believer of one asking questions and trying to figure out the reason why. Because if the reason why is just because you have a really bad relationship with food, then that's not a, a I don't believe that that's a good enough reason to change up your management style. Because first we need to dive into your relationship with food and understand why that's a problem for you. So th- that's, th- that's the thing I wanted to leave you guys with, with this thought about what is the best solution? Because I, I, I talked to so many parents. I talked to uh, so many diabetics. I talked to a lot of caregivers. And I asked them about a CGM, which I'm going to go into in a second. And then I asked them about a pump. Because I'm, I'm gauging two things when I ask these questions. One, I'm gauging on what your relationship to that is. Hence, do you feel like you have to do it? Are you that person that you have, you have to do it? Because that's, the, that's what you've been told you have to do. Well, it's just like the old added thing of like, you, if someone told you to jump off a, bit, a bridge would you, or a building or whatever it is, would you do it? right? You'd ask questions. You'd figure out why should you do that or not? Like you'd be curious about it. That's, it's the same idea here, right? Don't just make a decision just because someone tells you to do it, right? Don't go on a CGM just because I'm telling you that you should go on a CGM, which we'll get to in a second, right? So you have to think about these two con those two concepts, right? If a pump's ready, if you're right for a pump, then you'll know it and it'll work. If you're not right for a pump, maybe this isn't the right time for you. But if it's not the right time for you because you just, you, you have these other fears and these other limiting beliefs in the back of your head, then those are things that we have to dive into first. It's not about the pump. The pump is just the, the situation that you don't want to do because you don't want things to change. Okay. So that's a, my thought process on the pump. Okay. And I actually, let me add this. I think a pump a diabetes pump, a Medtronic pump, a Tandem pump, an Omnipod pump can be such a powerful tool, especially with the closed-loop systems. Now, I think all three of those, they're the they are the three main pump companies, okay? Those three pump companies all pretty much have closed-loop systems. I'm not going to go into which one is better than the other because... I'm not the right person to tell you that. I'm not a CDE. I'm not a doctor. I have my own opinion, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you what's, which one's better for you, which one's not. You've heard me say before that if you're a young athlete and you're competing all the time, an Omnipod, because it's a wireless pump, it, it might be a better option. right? The, the, but the technology is becoming so diverse right now that you really have to make up your own mind. And if you have deeper questions about that, I'd be happy to talk to you about it. Reach out to me, and I will—I will 100% talk to you in a deeper way. But right now, in this platform, I'm not going to tell you which one's better. I have an idea, but I don't. I'm not going to tell you which one's better, or not better, or not working the right way, well, whatever, right? Because who am I to tell you that? Anyways, okay. So pump therapy can be something very valuable. MDI can also be something very valuable. If you have listened to any of the two type ones podcast the two type one podcast episodes, my previous show with Graham, we talked a lot on that show on many, many episodes. I think there's like a hundred and some episodes that we talk, and I bet. Over half of those, we talk about the differences between me and him. The fact that I'm on a CGM and I use pump therapy, and the fact that Graham was on uh, a CGM and he used MDI, and he was very successful at doing that. So, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I don't want you to think that M- or that pump therapy is the is the is the end all be all. Because it's not. It's just not. It pump manual therapy. Is also amazing. If I wasn't crazy, and and needed consistency all the freaking time, and didn't and was okay with with change, I I don't like change. I fight against change, just like a lot of people. I might think about taking a pump break. There's nothing wrong with that either. I might think about taking a pump break because MDI, it it provides us with a little bit more. Um, I can go out and feel. Like I'm, like I'm me. I don't believe that because that's not one of my limiting beliefs. But if you're someone that has that limiting belief, maybe a pump isn't right for you. I don't know. Something you have to answer for yourself. But I do like the thought process of not having another device attached to my body. I like the thought process process of that. But I'm in really good control being on pump therapy. So I don't want to change. Maybe you do, or maybe you want to go from a pump to manual injections, or maybe you want to go from manual injections to a pump. Okay. CGMs. Let's talk about CGMs. I'm going to say one thing, and hopefully this will give you all the information that you need for a CGM. There's no, no reason you shouldn't be on a CGM. I honestly in in sitting here thinking about it. And I I really have thought about this a lot and sitting here thinking about this. There is zero reason not to be on a CGM. Zero. We can make all the arguments in the world about having a wired pump. We can make all the arguments in the world of having a, an extra device on our body. Um and not wanting to be on a pump. I can understand all, I can understand all of those, all of those reasons why not to go on a pump. I don't, I cannot get on board with someone not being on a CGM. Now, let's talk about why. Why do I think that every single diabetic, and I'm fastly coming, (laughs) just to tell everyone this, I'm fastly, if that's even a word i'm quickly how about that about quickly i'm quickly getting on board with every single human being being on a cgm because i believe that a cgm and understanding what our blood sugar is 24 7 is the realm of the future with overall health we're already seeing it non-diabetics wearing cgms elite athletes are seeing or wearing starting to wear them to get an understanding what their blood sugars are doing during competition how their body's reacting to food we already know all of that because we have to deal with blood sugar regulation and blood sugar spikes and low blood sugars and high blood we have to deal with all of that day to day so we understand the power of that so if you're someone out there that was that doesn't know Maybe you're just diagnosed, whatever it is, and you're not on a CGM, I would ask you why. Because understanding what your blood sugar is 24-7, there is no better power. Because that's that's what diabetes is. Diabetes is a constant, chaotic system of blood sugars. And when you get to a point, and you will, when you get to a point, when you figure out what works for you, you will not have the roller coaster all the time. Now, let me preface this because I talk a lot about figuring out what works for you. Just because you've figured out what works for you doesn't mean that you're, you're going to be in range 24-7. It doesn't work that way. What What I mean by understanding and figuring out what works for you, that is all about having consistency. And being in the range that you're comfortable with, right? So here's my example for that. My range, my in range is 80, 80 to 85, okay? We'll just call it 85 to 150. That's my in range. That's what I have my Dexcom set to. My Dexcom is set to don't go higher than 150. And it probably should be 130. That's what my Dexcom is set to, because that's what I believe, me personally, that's what I want to be in. That's what I want to be close to being in range for. Now, does that mean I don't ever go over 150? Oh, heck freaking no. Heck no. I might miscalculate something, and I'm now I'm at 170, 180, 200. As a matter of fact, I'm sitting here right here. I ate lunch like an hour before this. And my blood sugar is 224 and finally, and coming back down. So it, it does happen. So, but the difference is, is I, I understand and I see that number. Now I'm steady at 224. I've already reacted to the number when it was happening. Oh shoot, what's going on? And then I check my, I check my pump and of course, dumb me, my pump wasn't even connected. So, I gave all that insulin and my pump wasn't even connected. So, these are the things that can happen, and being out of range sometimes is okay. It's okay. We're trying to shoot, I'm trying to shoot from to be in range 70 to 80% of the time. If I can do that, I know I'm going to have a good A1C number. I'm going to feel amazing, and my life is going to be where I want it to be. So, and I would, and and I'm going to, also, go back. going back to, to the CGM thing, I'm going to preface this. I would not understand any of that if I wasn't on a CGM. I couldn't just look. I'm talking to you guys. I'm recording this right now. I couldn't just look on my phone and tell you that I was 224 in two seconds if I didn't have a CGM. I'd have to get my glucometer out. I'd have to prick my finger. I'd have to get the the test strip out. I'd have to check myself. Then I got to wait three to five seconds. Like, so this is the power of CGM and it's only going to get better and better. We just got the G7. Oh my God. I cannot wait to try that thing. Um, and it just, things are just, things are getting better and better. Every day I look at social media, every day I look at research and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. It is not a better time in the history of humanity to be a diabetic right now because of the technology that's in front of us. So I want you to think about that. I want you to reflect on that. If you're someone that's has limiting beliefs about technology, has limiting beliefs about anything about diabetes, I want you to ask yourself why and don't make it a defense of why don't make it oh because of this or because I don't, you know, I don't want to show off to my friends. I'm embarrassed. I feel like I'm, you know, a, a burden on all my friends or my family or whatever. Like that's, we, we, need, to, we need to start rephrasing how we talk to ourselves Because those two things right there are two of the most detrimental thought processes we can tell ourselves is I don't want to be a burden. We're not going to be a burden on your family. Come on, you're really not going to be a burden on your family. You're not going to be a burden on your friends. Your friends aren't going to think less of you. If they do, they're not really your friends. So we need, we need to reframe the things that we're talking to ourselves or saying to ourselves. So CGM, they're powerful. Probably the most powerful tool in our arsenal. Outside of our support system, outside of us being able to yeah, I mean outside of our support system. I would say yeah, outside of our support system. CGMs are the most powerful tool that we have. So, please get on one. I don't care which one you get on. If you're on using a Medtronic pump and you want to do closed loop and you want to try their CGM, get on their CGM. The G, the G7 just came out, which is going to change everything. Right? The Freestyle Libre is amazing as well. It's super tiny. It gives you so much versatility because it's tiny. It's very accurate. So get on a CGM. Get on one. Okay. I hope this was illuminating. If you're someone that is newly diagnosed, please think about these things because a CGM can save your life. A pump could save your life as well, but there isn't any re- anything wrong with being on MDI either. I know a lot of diabetics that are on MDI. A lot, a lot of influencers are on MDI, and that's okay because that's what works for them. You have to figure out what works for you. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure you share the show with someone special to you. Because these, the things that I'm talking about are things that in and, and deep conversations I'm having with people, these are things that that just were not, that aren't being talked about in a, in a mainstream way, right? You're probably not hearing a lot of this stuff from your endocrinologists. And that's okay. But what you can do is you can write some of this stuff down that you have questions about. And you can take that to your next endo appointment. And ask them, hey, I heard this on this podcast. What do you think of this? And then you can have a very good conversation with them. Endos are very intelligent. They're here to help us. Just unfortunately with the way the system works, they don't have a lot of time to meet with you. So you have to to be the most efficient in that time that they have with you. Be prepared and ask questions ask questions to your friends, ask questions on social media, send me a question. If you just need someone to talk to, turn on the podcast. Heck, go turn on another podcast that you like. I want you to know that you're not alone. You are not alone. We are all in this together. We are all here for each other. I hear Elena screaming, so I'm gonna sign off here. Thank you so much, everybody. It's been a pleasure to sit down and just press record and talk about things that are just on my mind. I'm excited to I'm excited that we're gonna have some people on next week. It's been two weeks since we had someone on the on the show that I got to talk to, so I'm really excited to get some more people on and talk about uh, diabetes. If you are someone that wants to share your story, please connect with me. I would love to invite you on the show and share your story. The more stories that we hear from other people, good and bad, the more information we have to ultimately figure out what works for us. Maybe with these stories that I or with these stories that these other people are talking about, these conversations I'm having with other people, you'll you'll hear something that sparks an interest to try something that could help, could, could work for you. That's all. That's what this is all about. So thank you so much. And I will see everyone next time.